there's a correction from last week. Not really correction, maybe a clarification from one of last week's episodes where we were talking about the Eddie and Thor fight. Uh, I don't have a documentation for this, but I've seen it a number of times. Uh, I've seen people say it a number of times that they were both paid a million dollars. Yeah, I read that for too. that fight. Uh, and and uh, but then you said the one thing said that they donated it all. The yeah, purse. and so like yeah, I don't. Maybe it was a million guaranteed, and then a two hundred k winner. And yeah, they're like, oh, well, yeah. that's crazy. I'd probably give up two hundred k if I'm getting a million too. <laughs> yeah. What am I, a saint, Saint Michael? <laughs> uh, saint Michael of the weak point training. We have a question from our Discord. Lucas Franco says, "How important." slash overhyped is weak point training. If you guys want to get involved, be sure to head to 50percentfacts.com, click on the Discord link, hop in our Discord. we got a like-minded community, exclusives on merch, and then we also have a category called the one or only question or the best question. You can go in there, drop as many questions as you want. If we choose your question to be featured, then we will send you a free gift from Good Company, Jim and I, Third Street Barbell, um, and also just a place to chat. we got outfit uh, uh, categories in there we can talk about. We can talk about lifting. Um, we talk about gaming. Um, anything you're into, we got a category for it in Discord. If you don't have Discord, check it out. It's kind of like a WhatsApp or an iMessager or a forum, really, but it's private and exclusive, and so you can set it up customized um, with voice chats, video chats, memes, all the fun. Uh, so check that out. Today we're talking weak boy training. Last week yeah. we talked a little bit more uh, philosophical, so we'll, we'll probably bounce around the questions we're talking about. Yeah, so uh, the balance of this question. Do people slash coaches over-obsess and misdiagnose them when the solution may be to just get stronger? That being said, when targeting weak points, do you look at the movement or the muscles for additional training? That's good. I.e. more tricep training for a weak bench lockout versus partial range of motion via pin uh, or board presses as a movement. That's really good. Um, so I think the question is well-formed, and you basically answered your damn self, in my opinion. Uh, but if we were to go by my coaching philosophies and what's worked for me uh, and a lot of the coaches that I agree with, I would say majority of the time, um, and it depends what coach you talk to, uh, obviously, but I think people, athletes, and the general pop do obsess over it, and it's highly overrated weak point training. Um, when I think about weak point training now, in my head, I think bodybuilding. That makes a lot more sense. You yeah. step on stage and your triceps are smaller than your delts and you look bad uh, or you don't look symmetrical, mm -hmm. weak point those triceps, right? <laughs> that makes sense. Like right. That's directly a weak point in the ultimate goal to have the balanced physique. In lifting weights, I think it's much, much different. Uh, I think that majority of the time, you are just not strong enough. Uh, if you're going to miss a lift, whether you are fatigued that day or... Um, anywhere 95 to 105% of your max, you're going to miss a lift somewhere. <laughs> That's how it goes if yeah. you're not strong enough. Um, you're going to miss a lift at the point of your least mechanical advantage. Right, whether that be a misgroove or just natural strength progression, natural strength curve, uh, and le biomechanical leverages of that lift. Um, now, to answer the second part, I do think you can... Um, Add in some variations by movement, I don't think muscle, um, by movement to maybe help some things that you're you're not perfect at. But then again, once you get to 101%, you're going to miss regardless, right? So 
I think specificity when it comes to raw powerlifting is going to always be king. You have to get better, build strength, um, build positioning in the three lifts you want to do. If you're a sumo deadlifter, chances are when the weight gets really hard, you're going to be slower or miss on the ground. That's just how it goes. Um, Do you miss lockout? Do certain people miss lockout on a sumo? Sure. Again, when it gets too heavy or maybe you just have bad starting position, your back's a little round uh, and you have to kind of uncoil yourself. That is uh, semi-common. In the conventional deadlift, often it's at lockout. Um, We get a lot of speed off the ground with your your hammies, your your quads, your back. Everything's kind of used off the ground and you tend to miss at lockout. All that being said, I think we need to practice those lifts as much as you can multiple times a week for most, not all. Um, But what we can do is if we're deadlifting twice a week, um, one day be your your main day, maybe a little heavier, maybe a little bit more volume, and you're doing it in that specific movement. This is just one example on programming. And then my second day is when I would use a variation that maybe has some tie-in to my um, weak point or where I miss. But the truth is, most variations automatically do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're doing a, a deficit deadlift, well, you're carrying the bar a longer range of motion, which is going to eventually help your lockout. If you're doing a block pull, obviously we have a tie-in to our lockout there. Um, I think when you're choosing a variation, sometimes it can be weak point uh, oriented. Sometimes it can be um, a, a lift that forces you to use less weight. A big favorite of mine recently is just a snatch grip beltless because I'm deadlifting really heavy on a Tuesday. My Friday deadlift, I want it to be lighter so I don't, over, you know, quote unquote overtrain or just have too much general fatigue that I can't progress week to week. So I'll go beltless snatch grip, which is a much more difficult variation. Does help my lockout? Sure. Does it build my back? Sure. Does it build my glutes? Sure. But it also just forces me to get more work in with a lighter overall stimulus. Um, And same thing could be said for bench. Most people bench pressing, it does depend on your grip. A wider grip, more arched lifter tends, uh, can lose uh, uh, strength off the chest sometimes, um, where a closer grip, a a bulkier, bigger person may uh, lose um, the lift at the top, but majority of bench presses are lose, lost somewhere just above midway or, 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 or uh, three quarters of the way on the bench press. Mm-hmm. I think you just need to get stronger on the goddamn bench press. Now, can we use some bands? Can we use some chains? Can we use some feet up bench? Can we use some even dumbbells to really, or, or a, a, a duffalo bar? I love that the buffalo bar doesn't exist anymore. It's the <laughs> it's fucking just, duffalo just, bar. Uh, yeah. Props. Thanks, Chris. Uh, yeah, it's good. Or the Spoto press. Half these motherfuckers don't know who Larson or Spoto are. Swear to God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and there are people that we know. No, that's legacy. <laughs> I knew them yeah. before. We knew them before their their lift was a lift. Right, right. We, like, <laughs> uh, But those are great variations to help your bench press. Um, again, if you're benching, it's probably something um, in my personal coaching experience um, and opinion that you could probably do multiple times a week. So we could probably bench two, three, four, five times a week where we can sprinkle in those variations to a Larson press, a Spoto press, a band press, all those things we're using less weight yeah. than we typically would on the comp lift. We should practice the comp lift a couple times a week and we can sprinkle those in um, on the other days. Accessory lifts, basically. Yeah, except I'm throwing them on a whole other day. The other way, I would call it maybe more of an accessory lift where you do a, a bench, three by three, and mm-hmm. then you go Larson on the same day, um, which is also a way to get into it. I think at that point, you're kind of beating a dead horse. Uh, Jim mentioned in another episode where you do too much heavy lifts on the same day, and are you giving it all 
all you got? Is it yeah. worth it? Or as a coach, I would spread them out. So if I'm benching Monday, Wednesday, Friday, my Monday's heavy and it's comp lift, competition style. Maybe my Tuesday's leg up bench and I'm doing some reps, five to eights. And then my Friday is somewhere in between. Maybe it's moderate reps at uh, at competition stance yeah. or depending on where I am in, in, in a meet. One way you can progress into a meet and taper into a meet is obviously raising volume then slowly tapering it away handling heavier loads until it's meat day um but another variation or another aspect of tapering or programming we can do is you know 12 weeks out i have two variation days so i'm comp bench monday spoto wednesday larson friday then eight weeks out i'm comp bench monday spoto wednesday comp bench friday and then four weeks out i'm comp bench comp bench comp bench Mm. um so those are all just aspects and tools we kind of use to get you more primed to display your best lift and i know i just rambled forever but hopefully that gives you some information on weak point training and fucking programming yeah and uh, just to throw this out there too some some of the assistant stuff you do obviously makes a difference uh one of the things that people kind of um overlook for the bench press is probably push-ups yeah. like super super easy something yeah. you can do all the time yeah you can yeah. do as many pushes up push-ups as you want whenever just you know don't don't get into a push-up contest with anybody That's when we're talking push-ups and we're talking <laughs> to uh, failure just you, don't do that you even mentioned it in the question where you're talking about um muscle groups for yeah. a weak point um i look at those things more in the i like, almost like a bodybuilder but in the off season or, 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 or whatever cycle you want to call it. Um, you can have an insanely big bench press and not be able to do push downs well at all. Mm-hmm. And the opposite, I can push down like a motherfucker tricep push down and my bench is yeah. laughable, but for an individual similar to my bodybuilding uh, example in our off season and, and all, you know, during prep, we should be building muscle or at least maintaining muscle mm-hmm. with uh, isolations or different movements that aren't just squat bench dead. That's a great idea. And in the off season, we'll put more emphasis in those things. You probably don't want to go for, you know, um, a, a skull crusher PR four weeks out from a meet. No. But in the off season, when you're getting a lot of food, a lot of rest, let's push those triceps and grow them, make them bigger. Because when you are going to be a little bit bigger, you have the potential to be a little bit stronger when we do hop into that taper. Also, upper back training. Just, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing that made a difference in my, my deadlift for sure. I think it made a difference in my bench. I don't know if I ever did anything for my squat. But but thing that people lose sight of is that we don't do a lift that you, you don't need to keep your upper back tight for. So Yeah, that, to tie into our last episode where we talked a little bit about Louis Simpson's legacy, is something he talked about doing upper back. On, or, or, when, when we say upper back, we mean lats, traps, rhomboids etc uh anything that's not really a rectors or a hinge um almost every day yeah uh, and that's something I, tr- I utilize a lot with my athletes and myself you do a couple chin-ups you do a couple rows every single day um you may be sore for a week or two but after that week or two you're going to adapt to it and not be sore anymore and it's not going to take away from your main lifts and there's literally no downside it's all a net positive all right that's a good good place to tie this one off ladies uh, and gentlemen 3sb.co Check out the apparel, American Americana, American Traditional drop is still live. Uh, Discord, join us, 50percentfacts.com. Uh, all the memes are welcome. All the lifting, all the questions are welcome. I'm Salam Mike, wherever you want to find me. We'll catch you every Wednesday and Friday. Be sure to give us a rating review and share this thing out on socials. It helps a lot. Thank you, thank you. I am at the Jim McD on all the social media. This show, 50%, 50% facts. You almost said 50 first dates. Uh, 50 first dates. <laughs>
That's a different website. Uh, 50 <laughs> percent facts, where percent is a word, and fifty is just numbers. And go to that website uh, and find all of where we are. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>